We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Lamar Jackson climbing up the MVP odds and getting plenty of buzz after a nearly perfect game, Josina Anderson from CBS Sports, she decided to pull out some receipts from this offseason, Bobby. Receipts, you say? Okay, Josina, that's our girl, and she's, of course, a friend of the show as well. She trolled some of the organizations, Sarah, that we all remember, decided to immediately pass on Lamar when he became available. And what do you know? Those same teams, months and months later, they're still the ones looking for their franchise QBs. I am Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, October 25th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault, powered by one of this month's small business Patreon title sponsors, Sharu Hashmi. So, Sarah, former NFL quarterback and current host of the QB School on YouTube, we've mentioned his name before, JTO Sullivan. He put together an in-depth breakdown of Lamar's performance against Detroit, and we're going to share you just a few of our favorite film study clips from that. I'll just say this right now. One of them, one of my favorites, is him showing that Lamar literally made up a play on the go. It's a lot of fun. Plus, it wasn't all that long ago that the Arizona Cardinals, their social media team, took a cheap shot at number eight on Twitter. So we will revisit that and discuss whether or not it's relevant bulletin board material. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. Before we dive into business, just a little thank you and, and huge matter of fact thank you from us to you. Uh, just under 13 months of creating on this platform on YouTube. We, of course, began as a audio-only show. And so 366 videos later on YouTube to have hit one of our first milestones of 10,000 subscribers. We certainly don't take that lightly whatsoever. We have each and every one of you to thank, whether you start your mornings with us, whether you spend your treadmill runs with us, dog walking, long car ride commutes, whatever it is, uh, it's it's a lot of gratitude, right, partner? We were just talking about that before we came on. We just want to be sure to say, uh, you know, express our gratitude and thanks to everybody. A lot of gratitude. I mentioned to you yesterday that we were about 100 away, and I was like, I wonder if we can get it there this week or if we're going to need another win to get lots of positivity up. 
what do you know, less than 24 hours, we hit it and then some. So yes, thank you very much to all of you listeners and viewers. It is much appreciated. And of course, it is always free to subscribe as long as you have a Gmail account. It's a piece of cake. Let's get that 20,000 milestone coming up. That's our next one. Maybe we can hit that a year from now. So thanks, guys. And without further ado, let's dive in to this Wednesday morning vault edition. And we begin with this, like we mentioned at the top, Josina Anderson keeping receipts as the trade deadline approaches, she tweets. Remembering teams we heard from that told reporters they weren't interested in Lamar Jackson the day, the day of, that he received the non-exclusive tag from the Ravens that still have questions at quarterback heading into week eight. Yes, Josina, this is this is this is funny. I mean, we, we remember that day very well. And I think this next slide sort of does a good job of of remembering which teams specifically went out of their way, out of their way to take themselves out of the running of Lamar. Diana Rossini, when she was with ESPN, was all over the Falcons. They came right out and said they will not be pursuing Lamar according to her sources. Joe Person, Scott Fitterer certainly will discuss and has discussed Lamar because that's what he does, but the Carolina Panthers are not expected to be in the Jackson market, according to his sources. Kimberly Martin, we know we've had some fun with her over the last couple of weeks on first take. She was quick to gauge the league-wide interest in Lamar, and uh, and she's, or I guess at the time she said, been trying to gauge league-wide interest in Lamar since the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Washington is a team that on paper makes sense, just like the Falcons, but based on what I'm hearing, the Commanders are not likely to pursue Lamar Jackson. And then Rick Stroud for Tampa Bay said that uh, the Buccaneers' plans at QB for 2023 will not involve Lamar. Just a few of the handful of teams, Sarah, that came right out of the gate and took themselves out of the running. And as we know, here we are, a, a good chunk of those teams have some questions at quarterback for sure through seven weeks. What's just to be fair, it wasn't like those teams went to social media themselves and announced it. So they would have like their version of say Jeff's Rebeck reach yeah. out to front office people. And so everybody did that the day that he was now available. So they went out and then those teams told those reporters no. So I just want to make clear that the teams didn't go out yeah. of their way, but it was Thank still you. immediate. Like it was immediate. And I remember that day and I remember uh, I remember being shocked because we had talked several times on the show predicting about what Eric DeCosta could do with the franchise tag. And I was like, he's got to go exclusive. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, this is a former, this is a 2019 MVP. This is a guy that carries his team all the time. I was like, there's no way you should like, put him out there and take the risk but he obviously knew the market better than I did for sure and so just to like look back now on some of those teams that we you just went through now some of them are doing better than others so I'll start with the one that's probably doing the best which is the Falcons they're four and three okay that's who's doing the best with Desmond Ritter okay so that's who they got the Bucks barely getting by at 500 they're three of three with Baker Mayfield now to break Baker Mayfield's credit I can't, he was run out of town in, in Cleveland so that they could go get Deshaun Watson. And what a disaster that has been. Maybe one of the worst trades and signings of all time. And it's not over yet. So, but up to this point, it looks like that. Just why you would put your whole organization behind somebody that had as many off field troubles and hadn't played and yada, yada, yada. So Baker Mayfield, certainly better than Deshaun Watson, but Bucks there at three and three. Commanders, they're below 500, three and four with Sam. Howell 
And then the Panthers, ooh, oh, and six. Woof, Bobby. And they're going with Bryce Young, their uh, young quarterback. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that any of those guys constitute, okay, we feel like we've got our franchise QB. Meanwhile, here in Baltimore, yeah, I feel like we're good with our franchise QB. And by the way, I'm not complaining that they were all idiots, all these franchises, and I'm sure they're smarter than me. But in this case, they were idiots, absolute idiots, for passing up Lamar when he was – available just just absolutely crazy so let's look at this thing now that we're eight weeks into the season coming off of this game Lamar Jackson Bobby maybe you can read those I, I've never gambled a day in my life so I don't know how to read these but in terms of NFL MVP odds Lamar right now is number four behind Mahomes Hurts Tua Tungavailoa and then it's Lamar then if you want to look at comeback player of the year the odds here Damar Hamlin it's a pretty good one, number one. Tua Tungavailoa again. The number three is Lamar Jackson. I got these numbers from The Athletic, by the way. Athletic noted in in this uh, piece about Lamar being, you know, moving up in the odds of the MVP. They noted that he's got his highest, we already know this, has the highest completion percentage of, of his career. Only one time this season, Bobby, has Lamar not completed 70% of his passes in the game. I'll give you one guess which game that was. Mm, the drops. <laughs> the drops the drop. game, the Steelers, the Steelers game. game. <laughs> exactly. And then in week seven, it, it notes here that uh, his pass rating was only topped by two perfect 158.3 outings in 2019, which indeed was his MVP season. I'm just going to throw this in here. We're talking about Lamar, but Offensive Rookie of the Year odds. Zay Flowers is one, two, three, four, five. So he's definitely in the running. So feeling pretty good about how everything worked out in this offseason. Mm, that 50th career game, that 50th career win uh, came in his 68th career start on Sunday. Unbelievable. Only Ken Stabler, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Roger Staubach got to 50 wins in fewer starts. I mean, you talk about some good company there. Some Ooh. of the games, greats, some of the games, historic greats at that position. And that spans many, many, many years in the NFL too. So this guy has, has won at a ridiculous clip over his, this is his sixth NFL season. And uh, yes, he's got to get it done in January. We all understand that, but uh, just go back and look at what Peyton Manning had to deal with in postseason and in January to begin his career. Have a little patience and trust the process here, as they say in Philadelphia, even though they haven't realized whatever that process looks like for the 76ers yet and Joel Embiid. Happy NBA season to all of you fans who celebrate that. That regular season has officially arrived. I wish Baltimore had a team. I guess Washington is going to have to serve as that, which is not good. The Wizards are not exactly a franchise that uh, anybody wants to celebrate, at least in the last few years here in town. Okay. Let's get to some of the more national reaction that came in, including Mike Flor. I, I can't wait to see the comment section after what Mike Florio had to say about the graphic that trolled him. But we'll get to that in just a second. I mean, the, the Raven social media graphic about all the, the people who picked Detroit, including us. We were spared. Thank you, Ravens, for not putting us on that graphic. But Robert Griffin III, it's funny. I saw a tweet earlier this week. It was essentially, yeah, RG3's like in his analyst career of his post, you know, post post playing days, 
but he's still a Baltimore Raven. <laughs> it's kind of funny because he really does go to bat for the Ravens and Lamar any chance he can possibly get. And I thought he shared some good perspective on what he saw unfold on Sunday at the bank. This Ravens team that we saw on Sunday, they beat every team in the NFL. Mm. Listen to what they did to the Lions. Yeah. Right? The Lions are a top-level NFC team. Right? We've been raving about what they've sure. been doing with Jared Goff. The Lions defense hadn't given up 100 yards rushing in a game all year long, and the Ravens put up 100 yards on them in the first half. Yes, sir. All right, so now I was talking about how the guys around Lamar needed to step up and be more, and they did exactly that. I mean, he had the most yak yardage ever in his career, 196 yards of it. I think he threw for 223 yards off of 11 play-action passes. Mm. So normally we've seen this offense be generated through Lamar and his running ability, and he's showing you now that he can be that elite passer because he's always been that way. He just needed a coach that was going to believe in him. Anyone hating on him now, they're just being green for that. Always in his corner. Always in his corner. I like how you say always. There's no L in there. Always. Is that is that a Northeast kind of accent there? But um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> really? Sorry. Is it? I just noticed that. You said always. Always. <laughs> so, yeah. It's those upstate boys, man. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I have lots of quirky things too, but I just noticed it as you said it. Anyway, RG3, hey, listen, yes. As long as I get Baltimore, as long as I get the D in there. All right, yeah. spare me on everything else. I got you. I <laughs> uh, agree with a lot of what RG3 said. The trick is, though, he said that team on Sunday will beat anybody. That's true. But most teams on their best games that they had, then it's going to be tough. So, as we know, following Lamar Jackson's lead, it was one game. He, We know that he's looking for consistency. The Ravens are looking for consistency. It's kind of been up and down. We give grace because it's a new offense. So hopefully this is where things start to become more consistent. So tell me what's going on with Mike, Mike Florio. Yeah, and before we do, we want to be sure to shout out and thank two of our returning patrons. These guys are supporting everything we're building here inside the channel. So shout out. Uh, shout out David Cole and shout out actually YouTube this pronunciation. So hopefully I don't botch it, but Ephraim Ribeiro, I believe I nailed that. I think I nailed that, but if I didn't let me know, uh, thank you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. Okay. So, so before we get to Florio, let's just get to one more clip from Aaron Rodgers on the bar, because I thought he shared some good perspective just in terms of uh, what he's seeing. And the question was essentially like, is Lamar doing something different this year in terms of a passing standpoint than you've seen in the past? And Aaron's like, well, wait a second, McAfee. Like, this dude's not just coming onto the scene. I, I appreciate this. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've always been a fan of Lamar since he was in college. I think every year you gain a little bit of experience. And, and for him, I think it's just more comfort in the pocket. He still does all the other crazy stuff. He scares the shit out of you. Anytime this stuff happens right here, right, he breaks the pocket. He's maybe the fastest guy in the field possibly every game and then he can he can throw it all over the place um you know i love this play and i saw it yesterday him just stand in the pocket you get tracy walker coming unblocked basically there and he just throws a you know beautiful ball over the top there of a defender and hangs in there and that's a that's a that's a really nice play but the guys won mvp you know sometimes we forget about who uh you know who lamar jackson is he's a, he's a hell of a player so happy for happy for him, uh, happy for Odell, and uh, that was a big win for him. Detroit came in, you know, they've been they've been rolling. Um, so big, uh, uh, big win for him. By the way, one of the recent reports is that McAfee pays Aaron millions, quote, 
millions to come on his show. So that's the least that he can do is give you a little bit of analysis from around the league. But uh, good money there being made by by all parties. But but I, I appreciated that on a number of fronts, and I love the play that they showed there of him hanging in the pocket, knowing that out of his peripheral vision, Hutchinson and another DB was coming flying at him, and he just hung in there. The composure that we've seen really all season long um, in in spurts, especially on on Sunday against Detroit, but uh, you know he hangs in there and, and just shows that he's capable of even under duress uh, delivering an on time, you know, on 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 target ball. I appreciate Aaron saying that too. I feel like um, the only people that were surprised by Lamar's performance on Sunday against Detroit are the ones that are hanging onto the narrative that he can only run. And it's people who don't watch him consistently. I mean, we've seen that we've seen it so many times before, all throughout 2019 when he led the league in touchdown passes. When he, I'm thinking of the Colts comeback game in the fourth quarter and, and overtime. There's, there's just so many games where we've all seen it. So um, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, this is like the last time people have to wake up to it. Uh, I don't know why we have to continue to remind remind people or why he has to continue to remind people. But I'm glad Aaron Rodgers knows. Yeah, some film study more on all of that is coming up in mm-hmm. just a second. But as promised, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk did not take too kindly to the graphic that the Ravens social account put out after the game. Quite a few people in the media obviously picked Detroit, us included. We were trying to be objective. I know some of you have been in my DMs about this. I'm sure you've gotten it too, Sarah. We've had fun with it in the aftermath, as we always do. You can't pick the Ravens every single week and actually be like an objective show. I mean, we're, we're on the same page when it comes to that. But here's Florio just getting all running hot uh, about the Ravens trolling. Them. Okay, so what the Ravens did, and I got a problem with this, because this isn't every single person that picks games. It's right. not like the football night in America. They just found everybody that picked the Lions. Yeah, and plenty of people picked the Ravens. Right. So that's kind of a that's kind of a misleading approach. And yeah. also, yeah. if we put that back up, yeah. And I'm not going to name your names name on here. There? Yeah, my name's on. <laughs> but because my son sent it to me, and but because my point was, Sims picked the Ravens. Other people picked the Ravens. Right. This isn't what you think it is, Ravens social media team. And by the way, there's a couple names on there that I will not name. But when I saw those names. I don't know who they are. (laughs) And I follow football as closely as anyone, and I know all the names. I know all the reporters. I know all the analysts. At least I know the names. There's a couple names on there that I think they made up. They're fishing. fishing. I think they made up. There's a couple, like there's someone from NFL Network I've never heard of. There's someone from Sports Illustrated I've never heard of. I don't know if they just got a random name generator or they got AI (laughs) or something, but the idea is to do it when like everybody on Football Night in America yeah, or everybody on ESPN. Right. But just don't go out and say, here are all the people. It was because it, 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 it it's not like you know, the Patriots have far greater grounds to than, be mad than the yeah. Ravens everybody. to be pissy about I mean, yesterday. Uh, yeah. There's no way anybody picked the Patriots. The Patriots were suicide pill picks for everybody yeah. yesterday. I yeah. mean, like the so, one team that you guaranteed was going to lose. I get enjoy your victory, enjoy your victory. But but it's just I, there were it was reasonable to think the Lions had a chance to win that game. Yeah. It wasn't some crazy. Pick. No, of course not. Of course not. But Ravens social media team, good do- good job. Keep shitting on Florio. Yeah, we always yeah, love yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> so most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section, 
to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> Does he realize how horrible that comes across? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, to be honest with you, first of all, I think he takes it too seriously for sure. Like he's taking it, like he's a little bit more ticked off than he should be. But, but to be honest, I think he's telling the truth here because when he says it's a little bit misleading and it's on me for not looking closer, when I first saw it, and we've even highlighted it on the show to like, but we did it to make fun of ourselves. I thought they were, I thought they were taking a whole, as he's saying, I thought they took like, let's say it was like all of the NFL network people or all the sports illustrated people or all the PFT people. Like I, I thought, cause that's usually what those graphics are. It's when a whole crew picks against you. So when you tweeted, you've tweeted it a couple of times and I've just been like, and you've noticed I haven't responded because you said they spared us. And I was like, well, they're not going to take the vault show like, or they're not going to add us to NFL network, like, because and clearly I didn't look close enough, but I don't know how many people did. So to me, I actually agree with them. Cause I, I was one of those people that thought the Ravens social media team was highlighting a full crew from one spot. So, you know, it's not always fun to agree with Mike Florio. I'm sure I'm in the minority. I don't do it very often, but in this case, cause I was in the minority probably that like, didn't realize that they were picking and choosing from different networks. That's not usually how it's done. See, I'm I'm shocked that you went that way because I, I guess I I totally hear what you say. This is abnormal in the sense that it's not a full panelist that works for the same company. But what you'll right. often see the Ravens media team do in their in their pieces and their columns is they go around the around the globe, if you will, when it comes to all the different outlets. Right? What are they saying or what are they predicting? What are the pundits predicting? Something along those right. lines. Right. I started so. that trend in late for work when I was there. So I would go all the way through and it was fun when one network <laughs> did it. But when I was there, I don't remember picking and choosing it from from them. But whatever, like it, that's on the viewer for not paying closer attention or whatever. But I also agree with them that it's like 
I don't think it was like the world against the Ravens. Do you know what I mean? And that's what that kind of made it represent. I feel like there were people out there picking the Ravens. Maybe they were in the minority, but I do think people were picking the Ravens. He All right, that might be the last so time I'm agreeing with Mike Florio, but there it <laughs> is. He just comes across as so butthurt and condescending. It's like, <laughs> dude, have a little He's bit so of fun with it. You know, it's just so like, true. He could have had fun. Have a little bit of fun. I got a problem with this. Oh, yeah. come on, dude. Like, <laughs> like, have a little bit of fun. Time for some film study. You lead the way. Yes. Okay. I, yes. I'm very excited about this. So film study, often I'll take little clips and kind of narrate it myself, but JT O'Sullivan was just so good this time around that we got to let him do some talking. I'm going to start with my favorite, favorite, favorite one. Um, this is the him breaking down the 80-yard dump off from Lamar to Gus Edwards, and then Gus went for 80 yards. Um, I think this is explained well enough that even if you're the audio people, you should be able to follow along, especially if you watch the game and you remember the dump off from Lamar to Gus. So here's JT O'Sullivan. At the press conference, if they've talked about this play or whatever, I'm going to guess that this was supposed to be a naked to the left, and Lamar just basically invents this play. And he might even, depending on if the audio is available for this yet, he might even yell at the back here to get his attention. Because I don't think this play is designed for this to go back to the back. It looks like it's supposed to be a naked to the left, and he just sees this and creates. We're supposed to run to the left, and we've got this open edge. We've got this guy coming right down on us. I would say normally Lamar Jackson can get outside and beat this guy. It looks like he just goes, uh, nope, this way. I'm going to go right. And right here it works out because the back... You fake it to the back, and then he just kind of leaks out. And because we're doing this over over here and everyone's running with him, so everyone goes with him, there's nobody over there for the back. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh yes, that's amazing. <laughs> we're going to go naked keeper left. You can, again, you can see the guard, right? Left guard's going. We're faking power. It's like power keeper. He's supposed to go to the left. He just says, nope. <laughs> Come back to the right, and I'm going to guess when they see the audio of this, he's going to yell at 35. Because there's no way he would know to look right there unless he says something. Huh? <laughs> and it works out like that. you got to be kidding me. Look at the, right in front of their sidelines, too. I mean, <laughs> ah, when it's going your way, it is going your way. I just love how giddy he is, Bobby. He's just like, you know, just like a film guy, and he just is tickled by it all. And for the audio people, there is an edge defender there where Lamar looks like he's supposed to go on the naked to the left. And the edge defender is right there. And this is like next to the goal line or, or a few a few yards up from it. And it's like to, to go from a completely busted, they read the play. Maybe Lamar could have outran him, but it wasn't going to go for 80. Like, it was just, like, unreal that Lamar kind of, like, with Gus, like, figured it out on the go. And it's just a kudos to all the teammates because when Lamar, when he sees something, he wants to improvise. You better be ready to improvise with him. I love that clip. JT, first of all, I, th I think some of us have have already known this, but just in case you don't. He's a former NFL quarterback himself, so mm -hmm. he's extremely talented at, at, when it comes to the X's and O's and whatnot. But I think that's one of the plays, Sarah, that, and we're going to hear from Harbs and Lamar specifically about that play in just a second. But that may have been one of the plays that Kurt Warner was citing without actually citing it in his tweet. So he, he tweeted out, 
daily football reminder. Be careful who you listen to. Hearing a lot of people saying how great the Ravens passing offense looked yesterday. I'm guessing because of stats, not tape study. After watching tape, I couldn't disagree more. Still disjointed and clunky, but Lamar Jackson is playing great and making up for it. Now, I think that's a little bit of an overreaction, but maybe that's one of those plays that he was referencing in the sense that they were dead to rights. Lamar bails him out 80 yards later. Yeah, but that was like a that on this specific one, it's clearly a a, a run a designed run for for Lamar, not necessarily like a passing. But I agree, there's a couple uh, like where he's he looks like he's running, but then throws. Now this one clearly it was Lamar on the run, but the one where he pretends to run and then throws to Mark Andrews, and the one where he pretends to run and then stops and then throws to OBJ. The one to Mark Andrews seemed designed to me. I don't know about the OBJ one, and certainly not this one. But uh, that's interesting because all we hear from JT O'Sullivan is that this is like passing level, like NFL passing level, like everything, like just beautiful, right? So, uh, so that's interesting. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But anyway, but Lamar Jackson. Finish, sorry, just to oh, finish that thought, though, you heard him say, "You're right. It was an overwhelmingly positive video. There's no question." And the overwhelm, the overwhelming performance from Lamar was was positive too. Statistically, I test whatever it tells you. But did you hear him say that in that one clip that you just referenced? It was like, oh, oh, no, yes. And that was all because of Lamar, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a way to, yeah. to make it happen and, and turn something negative into positive. I'm just saying it was a designed run, not like a designed pass yeah, that Lamar sure. had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's Lamar when he was asked after the game about this play. Oh, there were multiple times where you put the defense in an impossible situation. You <coughs> look like you're going to run and then you threw the ball. The big one was to Gus Edwards. Was that you? Was that Coach Munkin? Was that schemed up? Well, actually, yeah. It was schemed up. <laughs> I'm going to say it was schemed up. We had success with it. It was schemed up. I don't want to give it away, but hats off the Gus. Well, having to hit, keep his head up, you know, and doing what he's supposed to do. So I don't. Yeah. He didn't make it clear on whether he had a call out to Gus or if what what that what that. Keeping his head up, Sarah. His head wasn't up. <laughs> it wasn't up until he yelled like JT suggested. <laughs> That's true, and and also like he's giving credit to Munkin for it. Oh sure, sure, yeah, it schemed up and and had and good job to Gus. You know, like anyway. After on Monday, Harbs was asked not just about this play, but all these plays that I've referenced where it looks like he's going to run and then he ends up throwing. They're like, did you scheme that up? And here's Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, I've been working real hard with him on that myself personally with his, his, his running and then throwing late and seeing guys. So I'm really glad it's been, I'm kind of taking a lot of pride in that myself as a coach. You know, that's, that's just Lamar. That's Lamar. You know, being Lamar, I think it's one of his, just some of his innate talent. How he sees the game is pretty special. All right, so uh, I love that. He's like, oh, yeah, like, how could you guys even think that it's me? Of course it's Lamar. Uh, okay, on to the next one. This is JT's uh, favorite throw of the game. This is third and 11 from Lamar to Zay out to, uh, to the left sideline. Deep out up top, five steps from gun. Hey, y'all, anticipation, driving the ball deep down the field on third and 11, a 20-yard out, make it look easy. Semi lined up, ball right up on his face. This thing is outstanding. <laughs> I love it. Watch this anticipation at the top. He separates right there. You can see the receiver at the top of the route, not out of the break yet. Right? You can see where the line of scrimmage is here. That's a big boy throw. Line of scrimmage right here. 
and we're pushing damn near 20 yards running out of it. You can see the corner here. He's got his ass to the sideline. He's looking this way. You have anything you want outside the numbers when you see this type of technique, but you got to be able to rip this thing. You have to have the arm strength, and when you can throw a 20-yard out with anticipation and put it right where you want, that gets underlined, italics, bold, strike through, increase the font, whatever you want to say. Lamar Jackson dealing right here. Put the league on notice. When you start doing stuff like this, they might have something cooking in Baltimore with this. This is a real comprehensive drop back NFL passing game. Love, love, love to see it. <laughs> For the audio only when he's like scribbling over, because what, what you're doing, the you know, obviously the breakdowns, you're able to use like some drawing on it. He draws an A. For like you know, it, Lamar gets an A on the play, and then makes the then underlines it, and then makes it bigger on the font. So that's what he was kind of referring to there. But you also like he's right when he froze it, Bobby, and Lamar's getting ready to throw. Zay hasn't cut yet. That's like that's becoming Lamar and Zay getting in sync with timing and chemistry, and he's anticipating that. And it was a great route by Zay. I mean, he totally fooled the. I mean, he cut so quickly that the DB was not, he was not ready. He didn't have a prayer to keep up with, with Zay. And Lamar can now trust that and anticipate it. And he started to throw before Zay even like actually turned. So it was, I can see why he was so giddy about that one. Their timing and rhythm that they developed, you know, it certainly pays off when you guys get together the way they did uh, over the summer in South Florida. You can see that just the the rhythm and the timing is is right there. And for him to deliver those balls, you know, on time with with like like JT said, the the strength, but also the touch and have the balance and the complement between those two is there's not a there's not a pass that he can't make at this point. And that's been so fun to watch development wise. So we're running out of time. We need to get into quick hits. So I'm gonna skip the trickery idea. Basically, what he says about it is that when he does when it's the play with Keaton Mitchell and Zay Flowers, remember Lamar Jackson fakes the handoff to Zay. And then Lamar turned and handed it off to Keaton Mitchell. And it was a wonderful play. JT O'Sullivan's asking for the next iteration of this play to, again, fake the handoff. But instead of turning and handing it off to Keaton Mitchell, he wants Lamar to do this backwards kind of pass flick from behind his back to Keaton Mitchell. He's like, I promise you it's coming. I promise you. He's like, everybody, please let me know when it happens because it is coming. I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. I wow. am here for this. That will be all over SportsCenter Top 10 if that's mm. what happens. I do want to give a little love to the defense. This isn't from JT. This is a, a quick thing from All-22 that Ryan Mink grabbed. This is of Odafe Owe. Can I speak over this one? Can you hear me over this, Bobby? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So just just some love to Odafe Owe in his first game back. You can see that he beat the right tackle on that first one. Then we can see him over here on the left. It has the tackle and just a swim move over him and then gets back. And I was busy talking about whether you can hear my audio. So let me come back to this one again. Uh, just oh, a swipe yeah. move. Oh, and then causes the fumble there. Yeah. Just, just unreal. And then I think on this one, because is that? Yeah, it's Matabike who gets there too. So both him and Odafe get there and they mm -hmm. cause the fumble. Uh, that was the one where Penne <laughs> picked it up. And shout out to Hamilton for being able to take on that big body that was mm -hmm. coming his way. So that's the end of the uh, film study there. Just a uh, shout out to JT O'Sullivan doing a great job on breaking down Lamar. Hey, and 
to go back to that conversation from a little while ago, Adafe is no longer a one trick pony trying to run by you or just, mm. you know, do it one dimensionally. And I think you got to give credit to the pass rush guru, Chuck Smith, for coming in, teaching technique, demanding technique, and now getting, you know, some dividends here. But it's paying off for Adafe Owe, which is great to see. This is a big year for him, and hopefully he stays healthy from here on out. Quick hits, and we begin. With this, from May 11th, the night of the NFL's annual schedule release, you might remember the Arizona Cardinals social media team decided to essentially, I don't know, honor each game, each one of their opponents, not exactly honoring them, featuring them, or trolling them in this case. For the Ravens, this week eight game that we have coming up in Arizona, they decided to do a collage, Lamar on the left, and on the right-hand side, a screenshot of a Spotify song by Lil Wayne called Running Back. Wale and Lil Wayne running back. Bulletin board material this weekend or no? What do you think? Yes. I don't think people understand. NFL teams definitely do this. They try to get as much bulletin board material as possible. Now, Lamar, I don't know if Lamar cares, um, but this is one of those games. I remember there was like a Detroit uh, kind of fan account that tweeted before the Detroit game, make Lamar pass equals Detroit win. And so lots of Ravens ah. fans have gone back. And so that's definitely one. Just so, just so we know, I don't know what the Cardinals social media team is doing because they took shots on a lot of people. So I just want to throw out here, it wasn't just at the Ravens. So for their game against New York Giants, they put a collage of, um, I almost said Manning, but that's not Manning anymore. What's his name up there? Let's see. Let me come back here. Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones. And they put up uh, a picture of Trip. Okay. And they show Daniel Jones tripping. And then they've got Dak Prescott here. And then they've got a uh, Post Malone song, uh, I Fall Apart. So they were taking shots at a lot of teams. And I don't know what what they get out of that when they're releasing you know, the schedule of the schedule. So I, I don't know, but for sure Ravens fans haven't forgotten. And I don't think that they'll forget inside the locker room. Amazing. You usually do that when you're a competitive team and Hey, it's a week to week league. We'll see what happens on Sunday in Arizona, but not exactly the time to do it for the Cardinals right there. They're, they're, they're sort of in, in a period of dismay right now and don't have Kyler Murray back yet. There is by the way, the Ravens, the Ravens are favored by 8.5 five points and they're on the road. So okay. that's it. But you watch, you watch this, this Wednesday, everybody's going to be asking about, is this a trap game coming off of Detroit? Your favorite to win by 8.5. Is this a trap game? Watch it'll happen all day Wednesday. What you're seeing on the screen here is actually not fully up to date. And then the good news is on the right hand side of my screen here on my other laptop, I have the up to date fresh scores. So the oh, okay. highest graded quarterbacks now entering and what probably what you grabbed here, Sarah, is after um I think they they and ended up sort of refreshing things after the Monday night game, ah. which uh, which was a big win for the Minnesota Vikings over San Francisco. But there is a new highest graded quarterback in this league according to PFF and it is one Lamar Jackson with an overall grade Ooh. of 90.8. Now, if, if Mahomes here is up to date, his is 90.7. So by a fraction here, one-tenth of a fraction here, then uh, then th that's that's the difference between Lamar and Mahomes entering week eight. So if you care about pro football focus, well, Lamar is at the top. 
All right, so last quick hit here. I had to pull this in because it was so funny, and this is the last time we're going to look back. We're going to start moving forward on the next uh, morning vault. Oh, oh, I forgot about this one too. Really quick, uh, when Lamar said that he was um, uh, wasn't wasn't overly excited about the thirty-eight to six win, I had tweeted out his transcribed what he had said, and it had kind of gone. I think it has like thirty-five hundred likes or something like that. So it was Kimberly Martin, who again we've highlighted a few times on the show from First Take. Uh, she was the one who I guess asked it because she quote retweeted me and said, "I asked Lamar this because." This is what people failed to see. Lamar was hot after Hill's fumble. He was ticked off at himself for missing Andrews in the end zone, and Baltimore was dominating. His expectations for himself far exceed what we think. His only mission since 2018 is to bring a Super Bowl to Baltimore. Well mm. said by Kimberly Martin. That is exactly Lamar Jackson's mindset. Okay, finally, last thing. I do want to put this in here. So I finally met him. So kick a stay trippy. I'm sure a lot of you guys know who he is on Twitter. Just a huge fan of the Ravens. He's everywhere. I met him at training camp, talked to him for probably a good 10, 15 minutes while watching practice uh, during training camp. He is literally a trip. Like he is hilarious. He's fun to be around. Anyway, he goes out in front of uh, the Ravens stadium where it's the player and coach's entrance coming in from the, the their parking lot. And he calls out to, to Todd Munkin. So this is before the game. Here he is. Hey, Todd. Hey, bro. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd, it ain't the first 30 minutes. It's 60 minutes, Todd. Hey, Todd, can we get some points today in second half, Todd? Hey, Todd, come on, Todd. Hello? Hey, Todd. Hello? Hello? It's 60 minutes, which is true. The Ravens in the previous three games had just gotten cold in the second half. Oh, so man. that was how it started, Bobby. After the game, it goes back to the – now it's the entrance is now the exit. And look who he was with him. Hey, Todd. Listen, Ravens spot. This is my guy, Todd Mountain, right? I'm going to give my man Todd his flowers. Hello? Hey, Todd, say something to the flock, man. We appreciate y'all, flock. Thank you. Oh, kick for the people. For the people, kick and stay trippy. I say is a Baltimore treasure. Well done. This guy is hysterical. Goodness gracious! All right, the Ravens are favored by eight and a half points for Sunday's Week Eight game at the Arizona Cardinals. According to Jamison Hensley's research, Lamar is 17-1 and one outright when favored by eight or more. His only loss was at the Dolphins back in 2021, and this is the most that Baltimore has been favored uh, since the opener against the Texans earlier this season, which was a nine-and-a-half-point swing. So with that, this is your Wednesday Morning Vault. We do have a preview episode coming up with Ed Smith, who is a former NFL tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Be on the lookout for that Thursday afternoon. And we're officially turning our attentions to week eight, starting up uh, on Wednesday with all the media availability later today. So be on the lookout for all that. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for the 10,000 subscription milestone in uh, under 13 months. If you haven't already done so, please like this video. If you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that. And go check out what we're offering on Patreon by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. For my co-host, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday morning.